0: Okay, this is the Kitsar. We start to explain that Yaakov is uh, less than the level of Yisrael. Uh, Yaakov is Zah, Yaakov is whole, and, um, and uh, Yisrael is Shabbos. Yisrael is the higher level. But we also say that there's a level of Yaakov that is preferable, which seems odd. It's like saying that there's something better about a weekday or loftier than Shabbos. But we now explain what it means. That the origin of Yaakov is in the level of ZA, the way it is rooted in Abba ve'ima, in the levels of Chachman Bina, and this is that distinctive quality of Yaakov that it can be Eula can be elevated higher. How does this manifest itself in our Aveda So we know that there are basically two levels. There's the level called the servant, and there's a the level called the son. So on the surface, we would say that the son is the greater level because he loves his father, and therefore he does his father's bidding because he loves him, whereas the servant doesn't really want to do it. He does it only out of year. However, there is a certain virtue to the Evet, which is that he has Bithel. So we explain that there's two levels of Yirah, one that's indicated in the de Zimra, where he's simply in awe, and therefore he's obedient. And then we have the Shema, where he declares his love, both levels of love. And then he comes to that superior level at Shema Esrei, when he's like an elevated uh, servant, like Moshe is described as a servant, which is absolute and total bital, and therefore it combines not only the yira of an eved, but like the pusik says, yismach Moshe, the celebratory quality of ava that is subsumed within it. That concludes that, Maimur. We now move to dafai and Gimelam at Aleph. The Altarebbe begins to analyze the statement of Bilam when he de- so- describes Matavah lecha Yaakov. So we have a question, we know, that once Hashem changed Avram's name to Avram, we are never again allowed to refer to him as Avram, whereas Yaakov, his name is changed to Yisrael and the Pesach itself, and therefore we still refer to him sometimes as Yaakov. So we explain, because there's two levels. There's the Yaakov level that brings us to the Yisrael level. Now this takes us to the fundamental question of what is the point of an neshama coming into this physical body? <clears throat> the neshama, before it's in this body, it's in Ganeid, and it's in, uh, enjoying the Kedusha of Hashem. It comes here, it does work, it does miss, and it goes to Ganeid. What's the point? So we explain that something greater is achieved, like the superiority of the balchuva over the Tzad. So this leads us to a discussion of three types of Tshuva, two of which are covered in this lesson. The first one is that we avoid Ra, that is... We used to do bad things. We now stop doing them. And this is declared when we say, Baruch at Hashem, Elikeinu. That used to be something else was dictating my behavior, my taivas, my impulses, whatever it was. And now it's that that is dictating my behavior. Now it's Hashem. And that is why when it's talking about this sort of possessive, it's mine, it always uses the Eloquim level. Then we had a whole discussion that it seems to also use the Havaya level. We explained that that's Havaya manifest in Elohim. We then went on to use an analogy that it tells us that Hashem is mitzamtem himself between the staffs that carry the Aaron Kodesh. We said, well, what do you mean, isn't Hashem everywhere? But there, he's more noticeable. So this is the first form of tshuva. Then we talked about the second form of tshuva, which is, um, I'm sorry, we, we talked about one other aspect of this uh, uh, first form of chuva which is that our Averas block Hashem from sending godliness to us, like the Altarab explains in the HaTshuva, that HaTshuva, that the description of Hashem blowing the breath of life into the nostrils of Adam, so too if I blow and something is in the way of the breath, it blocks it from getting there. So a, a physical item cannot block the relationship between a Jew and Hashem. However, the spiritual violations, the Avedas, they can in fact separate them out. Uh, and th- this is uh, that that needs to be avoided as the first stage of chupa. The second stage of chupa is in the assay Like the Pasuk until him says, no one does good, not anyone. What does it mean? People are doing all kinds of good things, but they're not doing it in the most passionate way. It's not El-Akim. they are not. Um, transcending their routines. There isn't the passion and enthusiasm. And there's a great responsibility. As we move up higher and higher, we have a greater and greater responsibility. Because the higher we start off, the more deeply a person is vulnerable to fall. Like the story in the Gemara of Rabbi Elchanan, who said that if he goes for four steps and he's not learning or davening, even though it's out of exhaustion, people are going to see this as an excuse to not learn or daven. And just like we know that the highest falls to the lowest, which is why, the less evidently uh, godly developed characteristics support those which are higher than them. That is, the soil supports the vegetation, which supports the animals, which supports the person. How is that possible? Because the highest falls to the lowest, the highest levels of godliness fall into the lowest into the soil. And that's why the soil can support the vegetation. So the second level of tshuva is that we have to not just do the mitzvahs, Because we think, well, if I just missed out on the mitzvah, it's not so terrible. But as the author explains, it's a a missed opportunity to bring Kedushan to the world. And in order to make that up, it requires a far deeper level of tshuva. So the second level of tshuva is not only that we do the mitzvahs, but we do them by going beyond our routine and do them with greater passion.